You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops for the Smart Wrestling Fan. Here are your hosts, Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Valley. High Spots and Cheap Pops! We are back! Episode 22! Silicon Steve Valley with Vlad the Impaler on the other side. Impaler! We had a phenomenal week in AEW, in my opinion. Not sure what your opinion is on it. And we had a week in Raw. And that's what we're going to lead with. And that's what we're going to talk about now. We had a week in Raw that I believe was an historically bad wrestling program. episode, Episodic program. Historically bad. And we're going to run this episode down. Impaler. Yes. What did you think about Monday Night Raw, the flagship show? Right. Um, on the second to last the episode. Worst. Yeah, it was the second to last episode it, it, before WrestleMania. Easily one of the worst Raws I've ever remembered remembered and uh, and witnessed and the fact that it was this close to wrestlemania is like just unforgivable and um i've actually stepped in piles of dog shit that were more entertaining than that it was so bad and really it really bubbled to the surface everything that i'm not liking about the current product um when you know if you want to go from i don't know if you want to go by go through this match by match or just generally speaking um i'll I'll put it this way i think they're ruining the tag team titles for the men's right i love aj styles i'm a fan of new day they're involved i think it still sucks uh women's division oh my god they are ruining not only (laughs) both world titles for both shows they're also ruining the world the, the tag team titles all in one fail swoop it's like they're trying to go and kill as many birds with one stone with that division and i don't understand why um it's actually one of the more entertaining one of the best places to pull from in terms of talent in, in regards to that roster but and and you know what somebody uh tweeted out i forget i think it was five minutes of a three-hour show was provided to uh women's wrestling on this past raw that's inexcusable you could easily fill a half hour to 45 minutes each and every week on raw with that yeah it was carmella 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 tweeted it and it was 10 minutes it was was carmella and it was 10 minutes great and so they see what's going and what sucks is because they've already built the best women's division ever that's ever existed but it's not what it, – yep. th- this is the biggest – it's a, a microcosm of what the biggest problem with WWE is. It's not because we think they suck. It's because we know how much better it can be, and we've been chasing this like, fucking dragon for 20 years. And now yeah, I'd is, agree with that. And, and now it is a complete fuck you to the fans. This is how Vince wants it. And it was – just in terms of how storylines have absolutely evolved and devolved, the way they have thrown all these matches together, I am not emotionally invested in any of them, with the exception of the Universal Championship. There is not one fucking match I'm emotionally invested in, and it's WrestleMania. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. How about that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. 
Rhea Ripley and Asuka, how, why do I care about that match? Why the fuck do I care about Asuka and Rhea Ripley? Because they look interesting? Yeah, it's two uh, freakish women. Oh, let me get an Australian versus the Japanese girl. What do you say? So, all right, well, let's get into the review. So this is, oh, so if, so if you are listening to this with any expectation of a positive review of Raw, just skip to our AEW episode, which will be up tomorrow. It starts out, Bobby Lashley with the Hurt Business comes out, and I'm like, they're going to break them up. I Because you saw what they were doing already. They were, and... and Let's go in, let's get into the hurt business and what they've been. They have been an organically built faction that had picked up steam that became interesting, probably became the most interesting thing on Raw. During the COVID era. During the COVID era. And it was an organic build. And you put these four guys together which were never the sum of their parts. Bobby Lashley doesn't have this run without the Hurt Business. He be, it, was, it really was, and I hate to say this, but it was like the Black Four Horsemen. You really believed these four guys were the pinnacle, no pun intended, at Raw. And you believed Bobby Lashley was the baddest motherfucker. And with these guys on their side, great. And now he's calling in... And he's turned their back on them. They booked him to lose. They dropped the tag titles. They lose a handicap match and just get their asses kicked by Drew McIntyre. And then they just break him up last night like a fart. Like, you're embarrassing me. It's over. And there was nothing being emotionally invested in why they broke broke these guys up. And I don't even know if they're going to be heels or baby faces after this. Because I thought Sheamus turned babyface last week after he got beat down by the Hurt Business or whoever it was. And then this week, he's a fucking heel again. Like, what the fuck, man? So Lashley comes out. What do you think about this segment? Break, he breaks up the Hurt Business. I thought it was garbage. And you know what? Like you use the term perfectly. It was organically built. It was something. And I, and honestly, if I had to think about it, you know, if I look into my crystal ball, Vince and the powers that be were worried that in front of the live crowd, that the hurt business was going to get a pop and going against McIntyre. And you can't have that man. Oh no. You can't have the fans speak their mind. They got to control our mind and our voice of in our voices and our opinions. So I think it was like, ah, let's break them up. They're too strong. We can't have them beating McIntyre. Well, why not? Why not give Bobby Lashley a uh, a nice run here? Yeah. I mean, Drew McIntyre has has had his. And not only that, you can have McIntyre get the belt back in SummerSlam. You know, you don't have to give it. Yeah, to him exactly. Right. But Vince has no, it. No, You're no, right. I agree. Vince has this idea. The only big time babyface on that night one, who, I mean, unless you want to say Bianca Belair, because Sasha's the heel now, your biggest star, your biggest babyface, you just turned heel, hoping that Bianca Belair gets over, which, by the way, she probably will. She's extraordinarily talented. But what if she doesn't? But what if she doesn't? So, yeah. But she's not somebody big enough where you're going to end your show with her holding the title. Fans cheering. 
It was the moment for McIntyre. Same thing he was going for with Roman Reigns all those years. That fucking moment with Roman getting cheered as he finally conquers something. And every fucking time, Roman gets beat or booed. Mm -hmm. And it's just the same old, same old. And we all know the... And so, with Lashley here, he comes out based... And and it looked like I thought they might even stay together, but... eh. And then that's not how it goes. No, let's break them apart. And then Bobby Lashley takes on Shelton Benjamin and pretty much squashes him. So Shelton Benjamin, <laughs> to catering, you son of a bitch. Who do you think you are getting t- TV time? Go sit down next to Aleister Black. <laughs> so, and they are, obviously, MVP is going to stay with Lashley. He's going to be his mouthpiece, which I think is great. I still like what MVP is yeah. doing. Um, I, feel, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> I know he was like, like this is going really good, man. What the fuck, man? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you make chicken salad out of that? You can't. He's, you know what? He's gonna do whatever. Whatever time there's a WWE star that hates what they're doing, he's gonna suck it up and do the job as best as he can, and hate it. And then he's gonna shoot on it yeah. three or four years from now on Talk Is Jericho. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to that future episode. I'm looking forward to all of these stories that are going to be happening. And a lot more stories are going to come out once Vince, you know, carries on. But that's not for several years. But yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to talking. But anyway, so we had that. And that, of course, later on in the night, when Drew McIntyre defeats Ricochet and Mustafa Ali consecutively. And by the way, so you have Drew McIntyre then with the Hurt Business and Bobby Lashley putting a bounty on, on him. And anyone take him out, I'll give you the shot at WrestleMania. That's the vibe. And so he, they have Drew McIntyre, one of the biggest, baddest sons of bitches, baby faces, pick on yeah. two of the smallest guys on the fucking roster. One of them, a big time over baby face that people are pissed off. It's on on TV and Ricochet. Right. And he has them just decimate these two fucking smaller guys. Yep. I don't like that. I don't want my, my, my baby face doing that. You're beating up guys that are under 200 pounds, bro. The fuck? Yeah. And he, and this is the guy you want to be champion at the end of that night. They're insane. And so what you did was you took two guys, you took a guy who had great heat with Bobby Lashley. And he had guy had great, absolute over like Rover, baby face, Drew McIntyre. And now you've made me not give a fuck about this match. That's what you've done. Because yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really like Drew McIntyre that much anymore. And Bobby Lash is okay, I guess. That's what you've done. Night one is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really bad. Unwatchable. Oh, not geez. watching it live. Uh, I'm definitely not night one. So we had Sheamus uh, actually defeated Riddle in a pinfall. Which was a really, which we talked about, which was actually one of probably yeah. the best part of the night. I think that match itself was the best part of Raw. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, real good battle. We talked about uh, Riddle, and then later on with Riddle, he saw Oscar while he's rolling his scooter. And if you didn't see it, folks, it's it's so bad it's funny because I really it was. It's just one of those things. It's almost akin to Jimmy Fallon laughing at every joke on Saturday Night Live. It was like the fourth, the fourth <laughs> wall was broken down. What did you think of the riddle fucking his lineup with Asuka? 
Hey, man, it's a it's just a, um, a side effect of live TV. It happens to the best of us. And, uh, you know, he just rolled off, had a smirk about it, and that was it. On to next you, week. Do you think he was going to say something that would have been construed as racist and he shut up right before he said it and was like, nope. Hey, you think no, people, no, in, because, ja- think people no, in Japan no, are no. too short to ride a scooter? No, not, not in the slightest because everything's scripted and they wouldn't have done that. That was scripted? No, he might have forgotten his line, but I'm not saying he would have said something racist because they wouldn't have put something racist in front of him. Yeah. I, I just seem like, hey, people in Japan, I don't know. That was a theory being floated on the internet, by the way. That wasn't my theory. That was a theory. Actually, I'll give him credit. That was a theory floated by Wrestle Talk. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, everything is scripted. So he, they gave him the script. If he didn't have a cue card there, he forgot the line. And he was like, yeah, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> like Doug. That was it. And Asuka just looked horrified. And she just la- smiled nervously. She said she definitely looked mm-hmm. she's like doing that that weird dance she does when she walks. So yeah. oh man. So there's that. Braun Strowman uh beat Jackson Riker, but before that, some more fun Shano Mac shtick. And uh. I wanna bring this back and and I and if we can play the clip, maybe I'll even play the clip right now. You actually, as a joke to make fun of how bad WWE is, said, what is he going to do? Bring out his SAT scores? No, you fool. He's going to bring his fifth grade grades into it. Because <laughs> they're so funny. Yeah. And then so, yeah. not only that, did they, not only did they bring the fifth grade scores out, they had a picture of Braun Strowman out there who was like your monster, a guy who worked his ass off, got in shape, uh, former world champion who won it last year, WrestleMania. They said, you know what, let's take it. <laughs> Somebody behind the scenes is like this, like, hey, let's take his picture and we're going to superimpose a dunce hat on him because you know what? They've been putting dunce hats on kids since what, I guess, the 1920s and the 1930s. So that was a thing. Like, you know, I, I, I mean, here I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Like, I never saw a dunce hat in any classroom. And I don't know, even know how it's relevant today. But let's go and superimpose this on him because I'm sure the kids at home are going to get it and, um, <laughs> and, make it, and make it funnier. So fifth grade scores, obviously fraudulent, right? And then, um, and then let's go put the dunce hat. And, and Vince is like, oh, this is good shit. Yeah, I, I wasn't on board. I wasn't on board until I, saw the, until I saw the dunce hat. But now we're good. Look at him with the dunce hat. <laughs> hey, pal. That's funny shit. <laughs> hey, how about this one? How about this one? Uh, have him give a teacher a rotten apple. Huh? That's pretty good, right? Ah, Vince, we don't have enough time for that. Okay. All right, maybe next week. Get it in next week. Yeah, rotten apple. Take that note. Rotten apple. Write down rotten apple, damn it! Write down rotten apple! Give me Baron Corbin! (laughs) Speaking of rotten apples. Speaking of rotten apples. So uh, and then so- let me let me let me just say one more thing about the Braun Strowman thing. Because even though I hate Shane McMahon at this point, 
And I hate the fact that they're doing this this feud in such a manner. Uh, a few weeks back, I told you this could have been, um, you know, realistic, if you will, and almost stone coldish, if you will, Daddy. And you could have had Braun Strowman. <laughs> you could have had Braun Strowman saying, "Hey, Shane, you and your family suck because you're booking me terribly, and I should be in the world championship." Uh, conversation, but I'm not for some reason. And now all of a sudden, all signs are pointing to you having an issue with me. So you know what? I want to take it out on you. But no, no, no. Let's not let's not go that route. No, because that might intrigue people. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make fun of your grades and make fun of your stupidity. So I was like, oh man, I was feeling bad for Braun Strowman, counting the days to he goes to AEW and does something with his life. And then all of a sudden, they gave him that stipulation, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I, but, but actually, I'm not sure. Got, what, wait, what is the stipulation? I'm sorry, I want to be clear. Oh, what is l- it? allow me. Yeah, yeah, allow me to say this. Okay, uh, so basically, what it is is uh, the stipulation was he got to choose the match. Now, one of the things that they built up along the time of these weeks is that Shane is slippery and Shane is much faster, and he, he's kind of getting away from from Braun all the time. Now he's like he's able to like you know just get out of his reach, if you will. Right. So I get it. Okay, so I'm thinking, obviously, if, I mean, if I'm Braun Strowman, what do I do? Hey, Shane likes to jump off high places, right? So to me, it's obvious. Hell in a cell. Put a roof on it. No interference. No escape. You have to go and pin the guy. And also, Shane could go jump off something high, and everybody's happy. No, no, no. But now I'm starting to believe when Braun Strowman opened his mouth that Shane is right, and he is stupid. Because what does he choose? He chooses a steel cage match. And how do you win a cheat? What is one of the ways to win a steel cage match? You escape. Bingo. So therefore, Braun Strowman showing he's an idiot. Why would you allow the slippery sucker of Shane McMahon the ability to escape and win the match? Well, I can tell you why they did it with a storyline. Uh, why, why, why they would, because they can still argue that he still can't get out of the ring, you know, without climbing over or what have you. So there is that. I'm with you. There is a top. There is no top on it though, Braun. If you weren't wondering, if you were wondering, there is. There is people can climb in and out. So I get you, but I know why they did it because I think they probably, I mean, how many times have we seen Shane McMahon in a fucking hell in a cell the last three years? I mean, he's probably in just as many hell in a cells as anybody else, which is a, think about that. Cause he jumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But, the, but to me, it's the build up to this match and, and like Shane's on the ramp and bronze in the ring and then they're in the ring and then uh, Shane's injured, but then he hits him with a crutch and then he runs away. Okay, so he's he's constantly eluding him. You're allowing him to elude you in a match and perhaps win it. Why would you even agree to that? I don't care how many hell in the cells that Shane has been in, in, in at this point. Who cares? You know, it just it was it's stupid. This angle's abhorrently bad. It's abhorrently stupid. Uh, there you I'm go. Telling you, I, but I'm telling you what they're doing with this. It's an old school booking ploy. Um, AEW did it recently. I think they did it with MJF and Cody. Um, it was it was somebody where they're the two guys. It was them, or it might have even been Cody and Sean Spears initially. But the angle was the guy, the the, the baby face, 
never touched the heel, never was able to get his just desserts the entire time, did not actually physically touch the heel since the attack until the actual pay-per-view event. So they're trying to get you billed because it's an old school ploy. Oh, Shane's going to get his. He finally's going to get his. He's finally going to get his. I can see Shane going over, to be completely fucking honest. When was the last time Shane mm-hmm. went over in a match? Shane's going to go over. Yep. Yep. There's a good chance of it. I'm picking Shane to go over. I'm telling you right now. So that's what it I'm, is. I'm, it's just, I'm it's leaning just, that way myself. It's just inconsistent booking. It's like, okay, we'll do old school here. We'll do old school storytelling, long-term storytelling over here with Roman. But over here, we're going to have Rhea Ripley face Asuka. Or over here, we're going to throw Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens together at the last minute. Or over here, we're going to throw Baron Corbin in the fucking main event picture somehow. Now, I'm sure he's not going to be in the match, but he's going to be part of the situation. Baron Corbin, everything that happened later on. Uh, we move moving on. Miz and John Morrison premiered their big video, Hey, Hey, Hop, Hop, which I get give the about 10 seconds of that video really funny. The rest was just, you know, Miz. I like John Morrison yeah, a lot, though. I like John Morrison. That yeah, makes me laugh. Hey! yeah, Morrison makes me chuckle. <laughs> hey, do you know why his hair is so high? Why? Because that's where he keeps his secrets. <laughs> yeah, John Morrison makes me laugh. I think he's been a uh, a diamond in this raw rough for sure. Uh, but there, and we know what's going on with that bad bunny Miz one on one, and then the two. The, ironically, the two guys who actually can wrestle are hurt, so they can't actually go. So you have Miz and fucking Bad Bunny. Miz has got to be the ring general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking this A, is, man. Uh, this has Steamboat and um, Savage written all over it. Oh, my God. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12, you say? Austin Hart, WrestleMania 13? <laughs> Morons compared to the Bad Bunny Miz. I mean, it's going to be what it is. It's going to get the it's going to get the less intelligent w, member of the WWE universe involved buying his stupid T-shirts, whatever. I don't want to spend any more time on it. It's a disaster. What is your opinion? Impaler, impale. Uh, my opinion, my impaling opinion uh, is that I'm not entertained by this angle. Uh, congratulations to Bad Bunny on winning a Grammy. If I could win a Grammy, I'd be boasting about it as well. But I don't know if I'd be prepared to jump into a ring for WrestleMania. And that's part of the um, it's part of the rub on this thing. It's like, again, you're taking TV time away from professionals that have been working there all year. And because you're just trying to get a spotlight and, and really it's from like the Latin American and Spanish demographic that you're trying to get it on there. Well, you know what? You also let a guy named Andrade walk away and you could have built him up and, and grab that Latin and Spanish demographic through him. But instead you're going to go for uh, somebody who has a pipe dream of being a wrestler. Who's not going to put his heart and soul in it, but he just wants to tell people, Hey man, I was a world cha- I was a champion 24/7 by the way. Uh in WWE I wrestled at WrestleMania against The Miz and congratulations and I'm going to keep on doing my records and here you go. So uh, it's a waste of time. I'm not interested in it. I would have been more interested in seeing if he wasn't injured uh, uh some sort of 
uh, Damian Priest versus Miz and or Morrison, throw somebody else in there with Damian Priest. How about this? Andrade. There you go. That would have been a decent tag team. Um, but what, what do I know? I, well, I, two could... cents. And uh, you could take that to the house. <laughs> well, clearly you forgot to book Goldberg to win the universal title at some point, too. So that's another problem for you. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, fucking, yeah, I was short-sighted it's, on that as well. It, it's whatever. It's a money grab by WWE. We know what it is. That's why they are pop music of professional wrestling. That's why they are Britney Spears and Sync and mm. Bad Bunny of professional wrestling. Well, uh, Bruce, um, Cindy Lauper, is she available? Relevant I mean, still? Yes? No? I just saw her on an infomercial for diabetes, so I think she might not be really what we're looking for. Vince, there's this guy, Bad Bunny. Bad bunny. I'm not afraid of a fucking bunny. Hold on, goddamn. He plays his music for him. What? The, Zuni in fucking English. Get us out of here. Wait a minute. We have don't don't Hispanics watch us. Get him in here. Oh my god. Uh, can Bad Bunny do a version, a Spanish version of the song She Bop? I love that song by Blopper. It was great. She Bop. I love the movie. Movie. You can't stop me, Cal. Can't stop me, pal. All right, get me Baron Corbin. Get me Baron Corbin's cock. <laughs> and Randy Orton cut a backstage promo. And I don't know if you saw this, Taylor. It, it it's it's reals. It's for reals now. He's really serious now. He knows what he's got to do. I guess burning the motherfucker alive wasn't enough. So now Randy knows what he has to do. Short of burning him alive, what else could you think Randy Orton could have have planned? Um, murder. <laughs> Ironically, listen to this great segue. Ironically, after he was done cutting a promo where he was saying how serious it was and how he knew how far he has to go, um, <laughs> Alexa Bliss specifically said, that Randy Orton was going to die uh, at WrestleMania. So there's that. So we're looking forward to a death at WrestleMania. Yeah, she actually said that. Is it P- It's going to be PG rated? Rated PG? You're going to, yeah, I mean, she said he was going to die. So it's going to be a cinematic match. There we go. Is it cinemagraphic or is it cinematic? Either way. Um, I would say cinematic. People have been calling it cinematic, but I want to know if that's grammatically correct. Mm. I don't know what I what, what I feel is another uh, you know Firefly fire Funhouse match coming our way, uh, going through their history probably a la John Cena. Yeah, I'll tell you what. And by the way, this cinema the cinematic matches they went to a whole new level and you got to and say what you want about the guy, but Matt Hardy brought this end of the forefront, everything he did with the uh, ultimate deletion with his brother back in the day. I'm talking about five, six years ago, but it's, I think five years ago now, five or six. Now I think it was 2015. Oh, so yes. Give Matt Hardy a little love there. Um, yep. So, so there's that. So Randy Orton and the fiend and someone's going to die. Xavier Woods and AJ Styles went one-on-one. Omos doesn't like to play games. That that was preceded. I thought they did a heck of a job with with what they had, but they were playing Pictionary, I think, and they were playing Shurians. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I get what they're doing. Let's bring some humor into it, blah, blah, blah. But it's stupid because it's like, you know what? Like, how does the uh, how's the person doing the, the uh, Chiron, the, the graphics, know what, what word is coming up on the uh, words that the New Day and or AJ Styles is picking? And they're like, oh, there it is. It's like, it just, it was, it was just executed poorly on everything. And, and again, if I'm Omos as well, yeah, they played it right. He doesn't want to play games. I get it. AJ is like sort of like the comic foil in this group. And it's like, ah, and this is just, again, this is for the tag team titles. Like the Hart Foundation held this belt. The British Bulldogs held this belt, these belts. Um, you could wax poetic about other tag teams, right? But in more recent years, what are we seeing? We're seeing uh, Omas, who really doesn't have much ring time and, and like prime time, like um, TV time, if you want to call it that. I mean, I never even saw him in NXT. And we're going to put him in the ring at WrestleMania. So I guess it's a step up from being a 12-year-old kid that Braun Strowman's picking from the crowd. Well, not only that, he's with three guys that's going to make him look like a million bucks, too. I mean, you got three guys that can all fucking go. They're going to make him look good, and they all know what to do, you know, especially no, AJ I get that. and Kofi. But, so it's, but again, I know, but I'm with you. But I'm with you. Yeah. There's no build, and you're just do, throwing it together. Again, it's just throwing it together mm-hmm. the last minute. Oh, AJ has nothing to do. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's just AJ. Vince was like, "Oh shit, we don't have anything for these guys to do." Fuck! Give them the tag titles and put them with them. There we go. We got we got our biggest one of our biggest stars in. in there you uh, go. Uh, kill two birds with one stone. There you go. Done. As they say, easy peasy, easy peasy, easy peasy. Let you know what they say. You know, the kids say. I swear to God, I've heard it. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> How about that, pal? Lemon squeezy. <laughs> lemon squeezy. Naomi beats Shayna Baszler in. Uh, I didn't. I fast forwarded through this entire match. It might have been good. I, I fast forwarded it as well, man. Um, the finish was a roll up. A roll up. A roll-up. How many roll-ups were this? They didn't really have a lot of matches, though. Let's see. I'm trying to think how... Did anyone oh. else win via roll-up? Usually a roll-up is done at least once or twice a week. So that was the roll-up match. Yeah, I'm not, I, that's the only roll-up I remember. But I didn't kind of, watch it. I mean, I guess it included Lana, Dana Brooke. Man, how did all this happen? How did Lana and Dana Brooke... And man, I guess Lana's with... Naomi now and Dana yes. Brooke and Manny Rose. So basically Dana Brooke and Manny Rose involved themselves in this match. Are they part of it? And it's kind of the same thing with Charlotte and Tamina. Like, what are you doing with them? Are they even in any matches? Why are you involving them at all in any of this shit? That's going to be uh, Natalia and Tamina. Yeah. But why is Dana Brooke and Manny Rose now involved? What, what do they have to do with any of this? is this i'm reading is this um i guess the go home show they're gonna start some either they're gonna they're gonna have something starting on that that raw which is great it's i'm really waiting with bated breath to see what happens on that raw but evidently you're either on that show or on wrestlemania night one they're gonna have some sort of tag team gauntlet match to go and get a number one contender for the women's tag team titles then on night two Shayna Baszler 
and Nia Jax are supposed to be wrestling the winner of said event. So, um, you know, there you go. That's that's why you're seeing so much, you know, so so many so many of these people just being thrown against the wall to see what sticks. Um, you know, out of all these, out of all these teams, who do you think is going to be against Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax? If you had a guess, I know you don't care. Let's that's already let's preface it with that. But like, if you had a guess, out of all, I honestly, because I, I hate to say this, this is not who I'd go with. I really think Naomi and Lana is walking out with the tag titles. I really 100%. think they are going because they look at it like this is somehow weird long-term storytelling that Lana is going to get the win because she went to all those tables and she's the underdog that nobody believes in. And like your six gimmick fucking change, get the fucking accent back. And that's because you every, sucked ever since. It's like every, it's like every table was a chapter in the story. And then, oh, by the way, Rusev, you can suck it. Rusev, Rusev, you're fired. Your, your, your beautiful blonde wife who still works and takes paychecks from me. Oh, I can't She's going to go. <laughs> She's going to get her, her WrestleMania moment, and you will never get yours. You know what? You meant you did call that months ago too. And I wasn't sure yet, but now I'm sure. So you were right. Spot on. The impaler once again impaling the skeptics on his sageness. Oracality. Yeah, yeah, oracality fuck. I'm an, I'm an oracle. And and so then we have <coughs> I'll have to edit that. And then of course we have this long, amazing <laughs> build of the Raw Women's Championship match between Asuka and Rhea Ripley, who debuted back on Raw like a week ago or two weeks ago. So there's that. And Rhea Ripley's the heel. 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 Bad person. Yes. She flipped over. She, she doesn't have respect for Asuka. Yes, she was mad. But you saw what happened, right? No, I fast forwarded. I don't care. Okay, so they they have you know the <laughs> they had the Rhea Ripley and Oscar moment at the signing, and then all for some reason it's almost as if this has been recycled or regurgitated. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax come out and challenge Oscar and Rhea Ripley to a tag team match on the Raw before WrestleMania. So we're going to put two enemies together in another tag team. I mean, I don't know if it's as if I got into my goddamn time machine and went back a few weeks and I saw Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks pretending to be friends and wrestling those same two. Two weeks. That's happening. Not not even. Yeah, it wasn't even two weeks ago. Yeah. It'll be two weeks on Friday. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. And and they're going to do it on the Raw before Mania as if anybody in the universe gives a shit or... (laughs) has a chance in complete chaos and either Rhea Ripley just turning heel on Asuka and, and kicking the shit out of her. And are the, is, is the tag? Yeah, absolutely. Are the tag team titles set? Are they on the line? No, I'm saying the tag team so, titles yeah. at WrestleMania, definitely a done thing, a set thing. Cause I'm wondering if they can somehow parlay it into 
the tag titles versus the women's title in a four in a four way. You know, I don't know. They could probably work it some way where you can have, say, if Oscar wins, they win the tag titles, um, and whoever gets the pin gets the gets the women's title, and whoever wins the tag match, but whoever wins gets the pin. They did that a long time ago, I think, with Bret Hart and somebody else. Um, but it was like a four way, and the, the champion won. But whoever got the pin in the tag match wound up being the champion. In fact, I think that's how DDP won the championship. It was DDP. That's who it was. Wow. I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't think you're. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get that complicated. This is going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I guess you don't want to muddy things up. Just let it go. You got two weeks. Just do the best you can. We're on the creative mudslide. Don't get off just yet. We're almost past WrestleMania. So Rhea Ripley's a heel, but but yeah, you you nailed on the head. I'm not just I'm not going to reiterate. I agree 100 with what's going to happen. What you said, and then finally, we talked about it. McIntyre comes out and he jobs out Ricochet and Al and Ali. They both job. And again, making your big baby face look like a bully asshole, paranoid whack job, asshole. Yeah. And now I don't care about him. And honestly, I was already annoyed with the fucking sword thing. So now, Drew McIntyre, go fuck yourself. Ah, uh, see, you got really salty over the span of about, what is it, 45 minutes that we've been on or whatever? Oh, you got very no. salty just, with him. The, the fuck yourself is just a, it's just a thing I say. It's just a gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's one, it's one of my things. But Drew McIntyre gets to go fuck yourself now. Sorry. Look, I love you. I love yeah. you, Drew. It's not your fault. It's really not your fault. But go fuck yourself. Wow. And so uh, a melee happens after he beats Ali, I think. And maybe you, you actually watched the whole thing. I fast forwarded and just saw the highlights. What exactly happened after I, you give me your reaction and Walk me through your perspective as you're watching this fucking thing. Um, you could feel the shit show um, developing as, um, you know, Ali got his ass kicked. It's like, okay, where's this going? He's already called out everybody in the locker room. But I was an idiot because I didn't consider any douchebag in the SmackDown locker room. That's where I was short-sighted. So with that being said, Bobby Lashley... Bobby Lashley goes and he's like sort of distracting Drew McIntyre. And then the douchebags of all douchebags, Baron Corbin comes out and he starts attacking Drew McIntyre, making him look weak because he's now King Corbin and has been our king for quite some time. Previous to that, he was, I believe, the Mater D at a local Bennigan's with the whole vest thing. Um, so he is not to be, he is not to be trifled with. So that douchebag comes out and interjects himself into the championship or like angle at WrestleMania. So now instead of the hurt business, which was established, which was strong, we had tag team champs, a world champ, a good mouthpiece against McIntyre and whoever the hell would have gone against Bel Shelton Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander. Now, all of a sudden, oh, let's turn it up a notch. You know what the, <laughs> you know what the, you know what the single needs? Oh, don't ever say it coming, Bruce. Get me Baron Corbin. The lone he... wolf. Put... 
And it's like, why? Like, okay, like, why? Why is this even? Uh, like, nobody said no to this. Nobody said, hey, Vince, this is not good. <laughs> it's, it's, we it's have really... to. We have to be clear who the heel is here. Everybody hates Corbin. I hate Corbin. That's why we're putting him out there. I don't want to find myself even coming close to rooting for Bobby Lashley because sometimes I might think about, but Corbin's out there. No, boo! I'm booing from the gorilla position. You know, I, quite frankly, I have this idea. I have this idea. Bring in Corbin's cock. I want Corbin's cock. Corbin must be huge. McMahon loves guys that are big. That's what I always hear, anyway. Is that true? He loves big guys, man. He, look how he books his champions. So he's big. That's true. Oh, okay, I thought you meant penis size solely. I, I did. So then how do you explain Seth Rollins since you studied that? Masterpiece? <laughs> Very fair point. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Barry, we need a Barry Corbin. We need Barry Corbin, damn it. We need Barry Corbin. How Give me Baron Corbin. He retired Triangle, damn it. What's funny is, so you book Drew McIntyre as, as almost like a bullying jerk-off heel for ha- paranoid heel for half the show. And then all of a sudden, to bring me back, you bring Corbin. And, and at that point in time, I'm just like, I, see, this is the thing about Corbin. I don't want to see him get his ass kicked. I don't want to see him kick somebody's ass. I don't want to see him. So he's now involved, night one. The one match I cared about has been obliterated. Night one, I am going, I am absolutely not watching WrestleMania night one. There's no way. I'm 100%. Not even close. Yeah. I think uh, the people at the Peacock Network might be getting a rude awakening for this investment that they just went and uh, got involved in. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, you could say that, but at the end of the day, I, I people are still going to check this WrestleMania out. They, they have such a loyal fan base uh, that it's just, I mean, the WWE really, I mean, look what happened during COVID. They had one of the most, I think their most profitable year ever. So during the COVID era, think about that. So WWE is doing okay with money. They have a system that works. Is it good for create if you're a professional wrestler or you're a real professional wrestling fan that wants to see the magic of pro wrestling? Well, then you're fucked if you want to watch WWE. It'll happen in glimpses here and there because there's enough talented people to make good things happen. But overall, if you're expecting good professional wrestling, yeah, DVR, fast forward. That is my that has been the way I've watched WWE for the better part of you know, eight years now since I started watching wrestling again. And it's just the way to do it. Well, that's too bad because you can't do that live on the Peacock Network, loser. Oh, I forgot about that. That's why. You know what? Maybe I'm going to keep my cable. Hmm. But, yeah. So, it's just it's just a disaster. And they go off air with, I did watch that, with Corbin Lashley standing over McIntyre with Corbin kind of talking shit right next to Lashley. Uh, but don't forget, is, wait, I have a question for you. Don't forget, the stipulation yes. was if you could take out McIntyre, you get the title shot at WrestleMania, at, at WrestleMania. So next week, Lashley comes out and proclaims Drew McIntyre's not going to be there this, this Saturday at WrestleMania because Baron Corbin took him out. And Baron Corbin's out there with him. 
And they're talking about how Baron Corbin is now in the main event, quote unquote, main event of WrestleMania. And that's how, and then of course, McIntyre is going to come out and then they're going to work it out. Is my question to you, is there a way Baron Corbin is interjected into this match as a triple threat match? My God, if this happens, I will literally crap myself. It's going to happen. I, 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 why wouldn't yeah, you? Like, because the, the, the alternative is that, is that Corbin is hanging out like MVP ringside like like one of Lashley's flunkies as if they have any sort of history together, which is odd and just, you know, shoehorned in there. So you might be like, I mean, this is an abomination, man, if this happens. If Baron Corbin weasels his way into that world title match because Vince is in love with him, it's sad. It's And, and honestly, it's a negative turn and a, such a lack of confidence in both McIntyre and and even Lashley to go and interject them into in, into that match. And that match didn't need uh, it either. That this this match no. could have booked itself two months ago. This match could have booked itself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is destroyed business. This is destroyed worse than the the triple threat match with Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte was destroyed when they had yes. Becky when they had Becky and Ronda. Dead in the face, big time WrestleMania moment. You fuck it up. You ruin all of Becky's momentum. Even though I know she became two belts, Becky, but let's be honest, she never was on fire the way she was before that WrestleMania until she had to apologize to Triple H. That was a disaster. This, if Corbin gets booked into this match when he's been not even really on SmackDown in a relevant way recently, if he gets booked in just because Vince has a fucking huge boner for him, it is. What are you going to say? It, it literally is possibly the best example of how pathetic and awful WWE has been for years. You could talk about all the Goldberg wins. You could talk about beating the Fiend with Goldberg. You could talk about it all. This could be the biggest flop ever. And there's been some fucking flops. There's been some shit that you can't even, you, you couldn't screw up the booking on some of this shit. If you tried and these guys somehow have fucked up idea after potential idea after potential situation, they fuck it up. They fuck it up. They fuck it up. And this is just, and uh, it, it really just shows you how more much it shows you how frustrated why us fans get so frustrated and why we get so passionate about it. Cause we realize how great that, that WWE could be if it was run correctly with the mind to create instead of make money. They only give a shit about making money. And that's why Baron Corbin very might very well could be fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. That motherfucker gets a, rest, a world champ. The title that Ric Flair, Bret Hart, any name of them, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, that title which was the, the, the combination, essentially, of the WCW history and the WWE history combined. Baron Corbin in the biggest match show of the year is going to be in that match. That's a fucking disaster, and that's a, a disgrace. How does this rank versus with uh, The Miz versus John Cena at, at WrestleMania? Match-wise, it probably will be better because you got... 
McIntyre who can really, really go, and Lashley who can really, really go, bell to bell. In terms just of the booking, idea. Yeah, well, the see, idea. The, see, the the idea with just putting the title on Miz then was dumb because the guy was horrible then. He's still not very good in the ring. He's right. not bad, but he's you know. And Cena wasn't where he is now where he can carry a match. The idea wasn't right. bad, but the match was terrible. I think it's complete opposites. Where that match, I mean, look, they wanted to set up Rock Cena. That's what that whole match was for for the following year. Right. And. Vince was in love with Miz, so the idea I don't think was that bad. It was executed horribly for that for Cena Miz. This idea is ten times worse. This idea is, I mean, you ruined uh, you you simultaneously ruined Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. They're your two biggest stars on your roster. You simultaneously destroyed them. How is that fucking possible? It's beyond me. Beyond me. It's beyond me as well. (laughs) So that's what I'm guessing is going to happen next week. I think, you know, I am going to call it Baron Corbin is going to be interjected or at least he'll have a title, a match with McIntyre. That'll probably what happens. McIntyre and Corbin will wrestle and the winner gets a shot at Lashley. That's what'll happen. There you go. If Corbin does get into that fucking main event, I already am not watching it, so I can't say anything else. Yeah, you can't really do much more uh, anything brutal. So anyways, that's where that's where Raw is, folks. And uh, again, I... And now the the question after we talked about it. Now I wanted to pose the question: Do you when was the last when what do you remember a raw that was this bad? I don't. I really don't because of everything that is involved and tied to it. You know what? There's like usually this is the season where like they are hitting their stride. It's like they're giving us what we want. We're seeing the Rock out there. We're seeing John Cena. It's the Undertaker. Who's he going to wrestle? Like all that sort of stuff. We got none of that, man. And you know what? What sucks is this. Unlike last year, we're actually going to have some live fans at the actual stadium. And this is sort of like a coming out party for America. You know, yeah, you had opening day today, which is good. You know, you had some fan interaction there. But this is almost like having the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And um, some people refer to it as the granddaddy of them all even. And what are they doing? They're shit in the bed. So this is where I'd say it's probably the worst raw ever. And uh, just the implications that are the, and, and the ramifications off of this show. It's just, I don't understand it. And, and honestly, and listen, Vince, you can never take the genius away from him. He is a billionaire for a reason. He has done some incredible things. He's done some incredibly stupid things, but, in the long range of things, he has been pretty damn good at what he does. He is no longer necessarily calling very good shots right now. And you know what? I'm not saying he needs to be removed. I'm not saying anything like that. However, I think he needs to trust some more people versus just having an echo chamber where everybody in that room is looking at him going, oh, yeah, Vince, that's great. That's the issue here. And unfortunately, he's a little bit out of touch. 
I think he could learn even a little bit more about the business itself. He maybe listen to some younger voices. I mean, my God, man, you have you have Triple H, you have Shawn Michaels to your disposal. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Bruce Pitchard has had his ups and downs, but he's had he has actually produced some entertaining things. You know yeah, what? Like, have them all battle, have them battle it out in that room. Be creative about it. Try to one up each other. And that's oh, kind of, oh my God. Yeah. Well. Uh, and what's funny is you're hearing a lot of things about when because Raw wasn't great under Heyman either, but you hear a lot of things. Heyman's hands were completely tied. There were ideas after ideas that he wanted. And by the way, Andrade and Aleister Black were both featured on Raw pretty regularly when he was there. So that was things. Those were Heyman's dudes. Yeah, the Heyman's guys. And hey, you know what? Like Heyman saw what he could do with them. Those guys had a presence. They had in ring ability. Um, he saw something that the fans would have attached to. And you know what? Vince is like, ah, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't understand him. Where's like the Undertaker? Where How come he... That I get. <laughs> no, you're you're 100% right. And the thing is, Vince thinks, this is the problem with Vince, is that he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And look, he's 76 years old. He, he is the most influential man he, I, I, you would be hard pressed. This is what I'll say. You'll be hard pressed to find a more inter, influential human being, one singular influential human being to one industry than Vince McMahon is to the wrestling industry. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of one, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I mean, you have to go with someone like you know Ford, Henry Ford, or you know, with the motor industry or something like that. I mean, that that's how that's the kind of impact Vince McMahon has had. God bless him. And by the way, respect and I'm gra- and gra- grateful for everything he's done. But where he's at now is beyond frustrating. It's the worst product. I've been watching WWE for f- almost 40 years. This is the worst fucking product in WWE history on Monday Night Raw. And it's every week. Every yeah. fucking week. Yeah, I- I agree with that. And I'm, and I'm saying this as somebody who's handed over thousands of dollars in my lifetime, at least to Vince McMahon's products. So I'm a fan. This is thousands? why you and I talk uh, easy, easy. Pay, really? you know, I mean, ha- I may have to stay at least shirts, pay-per-views. Yeah. Going to live events. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Pay-per-views, yeah, because say if even if you've gotten for every ten pay-per-views, that's five hundred dollars. So whatever. Right. Yeah, I get you. We spent a lot of money on the product. I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so we're fans, you know, and, and honestly, it's like I say this as somebody who admires his product, but he's had n- not the greatest of runs for this past year. And you know, I'm with you. So I hope it improves. And honestly, man, uh, I, I did see one thing uh, that came out, and I, I forget the the kid's name, but um, like I'll, I'll track it down for you. And it was a little bit of the tip of the hat t- towards the future. Um, there is a heavyweight wrestler, amateur wrestler. Oh yeah, out of the University of Minnesota. Pleasure lookalike. Um, uh, not lookalike. No, no, no. This is another one. He's actually an amateur wrestler who is already being groomed. He, I think he's 20 years old by none other than Paul Heyman and Triple H. And he's already come out. 
I think his last name's Stevenson or Stevenson. One of those two, if you want to Google them real quick. But uh, friends of ours that are mutually, uh, that are mutual friends of ours that are big fans of amateur wrestling, checked out this guy's videos from the University of Minnesota, and they compared him to Lesnar. And honestly, you know Lesnar has eyeballed him. And now they've directed him to Paul Hammond and Triple H. And this kid is going to go to the Olympics and train for that. And then after that, he's heading to WWE. So that's telling me that Triple H, Paul Heyman, they're going to be around for a while. So I'm hoping that there's some sort of line of succession plan here sooner than later. Um, you know, the um, South Plainfield side of Silicon Valley and uh, Clark side and know their amateur wrestling, watch some videos of them. They're like, this guy's legit. I reached out to them both this week. Yeah, he looks like a big, badass man. He's 285 pounds. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, he's already talking about coming to WWE. And the only thing that'll really put a bow on this, on this, this guy, kid's career is if he wins a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's 20, but he's 285 pounds already. So he's probably going to add another 30 or 40 pounds minimally. And he's already a pretty big dude, but you could yeah. see him being more jacked. You really could. He could probably do he, some little work on his body. Because the other kid looks exactly like Brock Lesnar. That's what I thought you were talking about originally. <clears throat> like, he looks like Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, 100%. 100%. I know who you're talking about. And the thing is, like, uh, with this kid, um, when I was talking to these friends of ours that are into amateur wrestling, I said, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this is the guy that Brock is willing to retire to. It's got the lineage right to uh, University of Minnesota, and he's a heavyweight himself. Well, it's good. I'm sure WWE is going to get both those guys. So we'll see how that plays out. And and you know what? Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we're going to – do you have Lesnar retire to him, or do you have Lesnar retire to the the Lesnar lookalike? You know what I mean? You never know. Oh, no, no. Le- Le- Lesnar doesn't give a shit about the Lesnar lookalike. That that guy's coming up with uh, – what's his name? Eva, what's her name? Eva Marie. That's what I'm hearing, okay? Now, uh, oh. maybe the kid's talented. Don't get me wrong. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they're already, they're already pairing those two up. So, there's some sort of gimmicks going on there. But this kid that's going to go for the Olympics and wrestle for the Olympics, that's somebody that Brock Lesnar, especially with the University of Minnesota connections, is going to be like, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind laying down for that guy and have given him my career. And that would be, again, the next big thing. Do you think Lesnar so, will ever do that, though? I don't, I don't take him yes. as a guy that's ever going to occur, like, unless he's really old. Yes. I don't think he needs to be 80 years old out there, but I, I could see him doing what the Undertaker did for him. You might be right about that because that's the one thing Lesnar gets killed often about because he's a part-time guy. And a lot of people forget the guy really has a lot of respect for the business and he has a lot of respect for the people that came before him. He's always talked very, very, you know, gratefully about the business and everything is provided for him. He just frankly says he just doesn't like people. He doesn't like dealing with everything that he had, that WWE has to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. he's he's this private guy and stuff like that. And and you know what? He's like, like you know, a rural, like a like you know, comes from like a farming sort of background. You know. Let me ask you this: What do you think Brock Lesnar thinks of the fact that goddamn Baron Corbin retired Kurt Angle? He probably thought it was bullshit. And one day when he doesn't have to do any business with 
Vince McMahon, he probably will tell you. In fact, he'll probably tell you now. But Lesnar does not give a fuck. He never. He, that's yeah. one thing I actually I actually like Brock Lesnar a real lot. I I used yeah. to be one of the people that used to can't stand him because I forgot how good in the ring he was. But then every time he wrestled, it was a pretty damn good match unless it was against Roman Reigns and it was whatever. But yeah. 17 spear is this enough for lesnar to go down oh how many times how does lesnar do it lesnar just absorbed his 30 second superman punch amazing he got back up f5 i think it's f6 by now though isn't it six of them right yeah all right f6 uh jesus well that that's monday night raw folks I don't have much more to say about it, except that it is easily the worst wrestling program on television right now, and it's just really nothing close to it. I don't watch Impact. Maybe Impact's worse. I don't know, but I can't see Impact being worse than Kenny Omega's on it, for Christ's sake. Hmm. <laughs> then again, they do have the Good Brothers on there, and there are probably a lot of dick jokes there. When... Yeah, that's true. I can't get enough of those. <laughs> well, what else we got for Raw this week? Anything else? Any last shots, Impaler? You want to impale a couple more people? I think we've gotten a lot of anger out. I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, it was almost cathartic, and it was good to get uh, this off our chest. Um, I don't really want to impale anybody else further. I was the the best moment of it was when my DVR ended, and I was like, my God, I can go and hit the delete button with glee. Never again. Oh man, I'm I, and, and you know what? We're gonna try to possibly I'll do research and maybe next week we'll come up and see candidates and we can get if you guys want, you can certainly hit us up on Facebook. You can tweet at me at Real Steve Valley at Real Steve Valley on Twitter. High spots and cheap pops on Facebook. Give us some ideas. Was this the worst WWE Raw ever? Or do you have another one? We'd like to hear your comments. And maybe we'll do some research and have a little fun, fun little little stroll down raw memory lane of the worst episodes ever. <laughs> you like that pre-production, right? Right during the broadcast? Oh, that was great. That was great. The kids are going to love just, it. I'll probably just delete it. If it doesn't go over well, I delete. <laughs> delete! There you go. So, all right. Well, that's good. So, that's all for us today. Thank you for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Check us out. Check us out on our next episode where we talk about AEW Dynamite, which, of course, featured more trouble with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, and the Good Brothers, and the Arcade Anarchy match with Miro, a.k.a. or FKA, Rusev, Kip Sabian versus best friend members, Orange Cassidy and... Chuck Taylor. So we're going to discuss that and all the other things, AEW Dynamite. So check us out next time. High spots and cheap pops with Vlad the Impaler and Silicon Steve Alley. Thank you so much for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops.
kiss of he's also the kiss of death, and anybody he gets involved with goes to AEW. <laughs> and by the way, he's had he's had a good six month run the last ten years of his career that I that I like <laughs> these. I mean, honestly, even his title run was bullshit this year. You see, he's feuding with Soldier Boy or Bow Wow, one of the two. Who? Rappers. He's feuding with them on Twitter. <laughs> I would get into that. No man. joke. What is he saying? Uh, go to this Twitter feed and check it out. I'd rather not paraphrase, but yeah, he's legitimately having words with some random rappers. Why who can't much you like bad paraphrase? Money. Wait a minute. Why can't you paraphrase? Or you don't really know, you, you uh, forget what he said? Because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do a misjustice versus you reading it and saying exactly what's going on. Well, I'm going to look. Now, it, I'm going to look it up here, right now, sir. Okay. And, and the thing is, where we're in dangerous territory is with Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. They're feeling empowered to get involved in this industry that you and I love because of somebody by the name of Bad Bunny. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. And that's that's the thing. And, uh, and you're going to see more of that. Listen, you and I barely survived the Master P debacle on WCW. I don't know if I could take this again. But Soldier Boy, I never heard of Soldier Boy. <laughs> he died. Doesn't look like much of a rapper to me. So, <laughs> first of all, and by the way, why did did a no holds barred match have a no contest finish? Did anyone explain Paul, that? Paul. You know what? Paul E is rolling in his grave from these TW days. How do you even like go that route? It's disgusting. <laughs> so, what is it? Fake, right? Soldier Boy, by the way, which one of your baby's mama's? Do I send the bill to for making you relevant again? I assume they all own yo ass. <laughs> cutting those checks. I've never seen Randy Orton speak like that on Twitter. Is he going to get yeah. canceled? Is he making fun of him because Bow Wow speaks with a urban an urban slang? I'm not sure. But uh, all I know is that this is where his attention has been laid of late. And uh, it's that or spitting, uh, spitting out the uh, octopus ink. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the ultimate the, warrior the thing. suffered from. You remember that ultimate warrior, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the Papa Shango thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible to me. It's the same shit. The same exact shit. You couldn't have it be purple or something or a different tint. Randy Orton will one day bloom the split that comes out of my head. And the oceans will fall. The eagles will soar. The, uh, the oceans will crumble. And Randy Orton. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Fuck the ultimate warrior. Wow. <laughs> we already had that conversation. I didn't. <laughs> I did. I did. We sure did. Um, but anyways, so yeah, that's it. Randy Orton has no fucks to give, man. And it's times, sometimes I really like it and sometimes I really don't. This is one of the times I like it. I like that. I hate rat. I, I don't like that. I hate celebrities. Well, the thing is, it's celebrities that are saying that they can, they're about to go and try to do what he's been doing and been trained to do for all these years. 
and act as if they could do it better. And that's just an insult. Bro, I mean, I could jump off that 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 rope. I can do that because because what's his name did it? Little Bunny, Bad Bunny did it. And by the way, Bad Bunny didn't do bad for a celebrity jerk off. He's no Shaq, but whatever. Yeah, no, the celebrity thing gets too much for me, man. I mean, I know it, there's a place yeah. for it, particularly around SummerSlam time, and I know what Cody's trying to do, but it's got to be minimal. It can't be multiple celebrities that show, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like what you're just mentioning, man, we're going to see Shane have a WrestleMania moment, and you're going to see Bad Bunny have a WrestleMania moment. That's two spots right there. And Alistair Black in catering, thinking about his beautiful Hispanic wife who's going to be working in AEW. Yeah. And it's, I give that guy a lot of credit, man. Just, I mean, my God, that guy is pretty damn good on the mic. Incredible performer in the ring. Yeah. I mean, he could just go and, and like, instead of, out of pride, Vince is like, oh, your wife wants to say the U word. Once a once a tweet the U word. No, 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 no. Oh, ah, well, that's it, Alistair. We're going to unionize your downfall. Kevin Dunn, get them out of here. Oh, oh hey, did you hear who's coming back? Right. No, uh, no. John Laronitis, talent. John Laronitis for talent relations. Uh, he's not going to be on TV, is he? I don't know, man. But what what they what they brought up and what the concern behind this behind the scenes is, evidently through the dirt rags, if you will, is is going to be his approach with women wrestling because under his wing you had divas, not women wrestlers. You had really hot so the, chicks pretending to wrestle, and it looked stupid. Yep, yep, and they're worried about it. So uh, it's going to be something to keep an eye on, man, because that is the one place where they probably have a little bit of, um, I'd say, a good good advantage over AEW. If they start oh, going God. backwards on that, if they go backwards on that, because Laronitis and he, you know, he's just looking at it on a superficial level. <laughs> well, talent relations doesn't really impact creative, so I don't think it should be that big of a deal. I, I, th- I think I, I think it'll be fine. You know, it, it, it has changed a little bit, but he knows everybody there and he's known them. So um, that's good. I mean, maybe he needed a job. I don't know. I, I was never a fan of Johnny Ace, even though it's funny. I watched some of my mid mid 80s uh, WCW and sure enough, yeah, fucking, I, I, I never remembered him. I never remember who the hell he was. Johnny Ace. I was like, wait a minute. Was he one of the dynamic dudes? Which then I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't recognize him. And I never really remembered what the hell he looked like. I always remember Shane Douglas out of the two. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, there's Johnny Ace. Even before that, he was, I think he was a valet type guy with one of the Russians. I think it would bar Zukov or um, Ivan Koloff or one of them. It was really interesting. It was before the mm. dynamic dude thing happened, but it was just, he, he was never anything to me. So when uh, he was big in the mid, I guess the mid two thousands as like a general manager, I didn't, I wasn't watching every time he was on, I, his voice just annoyed me. I never even watched. Man, he's, he sounds like he smokes like, you know, 
I don't know how many packs of smokes a day. Yeah. Hey, kid, what's going on? Well, the thing about people power. Hey, Vince, what? I just have a question about this promo. It just kind of sounds like I'm just stuttering over something and I'm trying to leave the ring. Yeah, pal. Worked for Shane a couple weeks ago. It's great. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's going to be the thing, man. Well, it's been yeah. a hell of a it's yeah. a hell of a time. We do have SmackDown tomorrow tonight, actually. SmackDown tonight. I'm gonna look forward to that. I've actually been watching SmackDown lately without fast forwarding much of it, which is completely different for many, many months for either WWE show. So good for SmackDown. So and keeping your eye out for Bacha Mania next week because they're gonna do the explosion thing. It's going to be great. They're getting, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a, one of those jokes that they do the entire episode, just like they did with Nia Jax with her hole. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. Most so famous hole forward. wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you guys enjoyed high spots and cheap pops. Check us out on Facebook. Vlad, anything else we got before the, you impale us? Oh man. Before I can impale the universe. Um, nothing much other than that. Enjoy the shows, and uh, we'll be back next week for sure. Yay! I'm probably gonna leave it the 